Come on. Hello. Oh, gracias, hermanos. Dios te bendiga. Hola, ¿cómo están? Okay, people, don't, don't get up. It's okay. It's not a Spanish service. It's English today. Uh, people online, turn off the subtitles. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, I'll be speaking English for the time on, uh, for the time on being. But, uh, church, it is an honor to uh, be here with you today, uh, be able to kind of share my gifts, my thoughts, and uh, kind of just share exactly what God has placed in my mind for you guys. And uh, before I go forward, you know, I have to give honor where honor is due. So, uh, Pastor Daryl, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, it's, it's rough being a pastor and inviting someone new uh, to preach, because, especially if you have never heard them before, because you never know where you're going to get, right? It's like a box of chocolates, right? It's like, or maybe like that jelly bean, like, you know, mixture. You know, you never know what flavor you're going to get, you know? And so... Uh, thank you for trusting in me, uh, especially being here in the pulpit church. Thanks for, I mean, you have no choice, right? But, like, but, uh, but thanks for uh, at least paying attention and, and staying with me. I promise uh, I will make sure that your time is well spent. Um, but uh, to kind of just give you a little introduction of myself, I am, as Pastor Darrell was saying, I am a pastoral resident here at the church. Uh, last year, if you guys remember, I was not down here, but I was more on stage as a worship resident. Uh, so, you know, I've, you know, transitioned a little bit in roles a little bit. I still help out in, in worship as well. Um, but uh, that's what I, I, you know, currently am doing here at the church. Um, outside of that, uh, I am married to my beautiful wife, Samantha, who's in the back. Uh, she <laughs> sings. Uh, yep, yeah, give, it, give it up. Uh, and so... Uh, and, uh, you know, and currently I am in seminary right now at, at Trinity, uh, and currently I am doing a dual master program over there, uh, doing a master of theology and also in um, educational ministries. Uh, so doing that right now, and it's pretty great. And so enough about me. Can we get into the sermon a little bit? Is that okay? All right. Uh, so church, what, do you remember the first thing you learned? What was the first thing you've learned? You know, some of us might say, well, I remember when I learned how to ride a bike, right? Or, um, or maybe some of us remember, like, oh, well, the first thing I learned that I remember is uh, how to swim. You know, maybe some of us had that father or parent who threw us into the deep end, and he's like, okay, you're going to figure it out. I'll see you in five minutes, you know? Like, <laughs> or, or, you know, or maybe we, like, first thing we remember doing is learning how to whistle, you know, uh, there's many things that, that we learn. For me specifically, if I can share this story, is uh, one of my earliest memories that I remember learning about is uh, how to make scrambled eggs, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and so, you know, in that process, I, uh, you know, my uncle actually was the one who taught me. And, you know, when I was little, he would show me, okay, you know, okay, here's the eggs, uh, now you're in charge of whisking, right? Like, give me the, less, the, the least dangerous thing to do, right? You're, okay, yeah, start whisking the eggs. Okay, cool. Now, uh, now okay, let's get you a step stool and let, uh, you scramble the eggs now. And so it was this ongoing process of me trying to learn. And um, so one day, one weekend, I was home alone with my cousin. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were both hungry. And so I was like, I got this, you know, like, like, don't worry, like, my, my cousin's name is Polo, I'm like, Polo, like, I got breakfast today, I know how to do this because I'm confident, 
So as any confident chef does, and if you Google uh, like a picture of a chef and see all the commonalities between all of them, what they all have in common, they always have a towel over their shoulder. And so me being little, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be professional, right? Like, this is going to happen. And so I fold the towel, I put it over. It wasn't even like a, like, I don't know, it was like a small, like, hand towel. It's like, it, it wasn't the greatest. But still, I thought, like, I was confident that I was going to make these eggs. So I, I start getting all the supplies. I get the eggs, I get the seasoning, I get the butter, I get the skillet. I put, you know, I have everything ready. So the, when you start off, you break the eggs, right? I break the eggs, and Trish, I can say, no eggshells in that egg mix. No, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, give it up for eggs, right? <laughs> My wife hates eggs, so I know she's not having a great time me talking about this. Uh, but, uh, so I do that, and then I start whisking, right? Because I was like, okay, this is what you do. I add the seasoning, okay? I'm done with that part. Then I go to the skillet, I add the butter to it, you know? I, I let it melt. Now it was time to like mix the, the, the heat with the like room temperature stuff, right? So I grabbed the, uh, I grabbed the eggs uh, and then I put it in the skillet and then there was a little small mistake, a little bit of egg got into the edge of the stove. But like it, it was okay, I still had enough for two, right? Me and my cousin, we were gonna make this, right? And so, you know, like, and then luckily I was prepared because I had that towel over my shoulder. And so I grabbed the towel, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to wipe this, right? How, how hard can it be? So I wiped it, and then uh, to my knowledge, and what I found out later is that uh, the towel touched the flame of the stove. And so me freaking out, I, I started panicking, and the first thing I did, I tried finding the sink, I grabbed the towel, I put it into the sink, I turned on the water, I put out the fire. Uh, no worry, church, no one was harmed, everything was okay, it was just, the towel was completely burnt, at least from the edge. Uh, it was all black. And so I, you know, talking to my cousins, okay, what, we're gonna, what are we going to do? And so I said, okay, well, you know, like any kid will say, let's put it back and hope no one notices. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so no one noticed. I'm just kidding. I got in trouble for it. But um, why am I sharing this story with you guys? Well, one uh, is that learning is a ongoing process in our lives. Uh, for example, I, like, based off this story, I learned to not put a towel over my shoulder, right? Like, never do that again. Um, or even to this extent, to the point where, uh, you know, there's, you continue your learning, and especially for me, uh, of eggs, right? There's different egg dishes that you can make, right? You learn how to make scrambled eggs, and then you learn how to make an omelet. Uh, then you learn that you can also bake an omelet, right? And then you start, you know, and it, it can, it's an ongoing thing. Or maybe when you, like when you remember riding your first bike, maybe you started off as in a tricycle, and then next, you know, a bicycle with trainers on, and then you had to learn how to balance yourself. And then once you got that, then you, you know, took off the trainers, and you kept on learning about certain things, like what type of bike you should ride in certain aspects. Should you buy a mountain bike? Should you buy a street bike? Or if you're crazy enough, I'm sure you buy a BMX bike, right? Like there's, there's this process of learning that continues in your life. And so, I think the same thing can be said about God. I think that when it comes to God and his word and the thing that he says, uh, that we, his learning is ongoing. There's always more to learn. You know, I can say that I graduated Bible college here in Christian Life College, uh, and now I'm currently in seminary, so I, and I grew up in church all my life, and I can honestly tell you, the more that I find out about God, the more I find out that I don't know God. 
you know, and, and, it's, and that's not a bad thing, right? But if anything, that pushes me more and that influences me more to learn more about God. And, you know, currently in this, in this series that we're talking about is eight specific things that, as a Christian, that we need to start doing in order to see growth in our lives, to see um, our Christian life, uh, you know, or our Christian lives activate. And so one of these things I'm going to talk about today is active learning. Active learning because... There is no end when it comes to learning. doesn't matter what, how old you are. doesn't matter how young you are. You can always learn more. And so active learning is a crucial part with our walk with God. Uh, I wrote down that learning is something all believers should be pursuing and holding on to. And then uh, we should actively learn because it can lead us to three specific things. And so the first thing I want to talk about is that learning leads us to our calling. Learning leads us to our calling. Um, if you guys can turn to me to Matthew uh, chapter 28, verse 18 to 20, uh, I'll be reading the passage there. And so, and as you guys are getting there, uh, you know, I think uh, us as, as Christians, you know, we're here at church, you know, we say we are believers of God. Um, even to another extent, you know, I think what the Bible calls us are uh, disciples of God. And um, this passage here is that specific thing. It's a great commission, and it says here, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in, and on earth, or sorry, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus is commanding his disciples to go make more disciples. And so, you know, when it comes to that word disciple in the Greek, there's, multi, there's three specific meanings that it can translate into. One is, is what our text says is disciples. Uh, another definition is pupil. But the other one, and I think this is key uh, translation of, of this word, is a learner. So to be a disciple is not just to be uh, proactive in, in ministry and, and doing things, but it's also taking a step back and saying, I am ready to learn. So to be a disciple is also to be a learner. You know, we are all called to be disciples of God. You know, no one's, uh, like, out of, uh, um, no one's out of, like, uh, this, this point. No one's uh, an exemption of this. You know, uh, and then, and like the 12 disciples, you know, you find them consistently asking them questions, or Jesus questions, right? Um, you know, we see in Matthew uh, 17, you know, when they, when they couldn't cast out demons, they always ask questions like, God, you know, Jesus, why couldn't we uh, cast out these demons? Or in Luke 11, uh, when they wanted to learn how to pray, it's like, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Or in Mark 7, disciples, uh, disciples ask Jesus to explain his parables. Disciples were always asking questions and always willing to learn more. You know, and being a learner doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out. Uh, I don't think that's what a learner is. Uh, also, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be the smartest. And we see this even with the disciples. In the Last Supper, we just had communion. Uh, you know, Jesus said, one of you guys, one of, out of the 12, are going to betray me. And so the disciples asked the question, well, Jesus, like, what do you mean? Who is it? Tell us. So Jesus, he grabbed bread, and he's like, well, whoever I feed this to is going to betray me. And, and so the disciples are, okay, so who are you going to feed it to? And so like, he, he dips it in wine, and it turns to Judas and feeds him. 
And in that process, what the word says, it says the disciples did not understand. Imagine that. Imagine like, you know, your, your kids or maybe, uh, or, you know, you're, trying to, you're, you're asking them like, who did this? And then the, your kid points to the, to the source of the problem and you just don't understand. Like, this information just flew over the disciples' heads. So being a learner doesn't mean you have to have it all figured out. It doesn't mean that... Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to be the smartest, but what it means to be an active learner is to be willing, willing to learn, willing to be able to understand and step back. It's like, you know what, God, I want to learn more. And that's really important in, in our development, in our learning experience, especially in our Christian life, because there, like I said, it's an ongoing process. So if we're here to, uh, and be calling ourselves disciples and, and, and followers of Jesus, following or learning is one of those important things that we need to do. Being an active learner means that you are willing to learn. If we're going to call ourselves disciples of Christ, we must always be willing to learn. The second thing I believe learning leads us is to growth. Uh, learning leads to growth. Uh, when we begin actively learning, it will bring us growth. You know, there's a high regard for learning in the Bible uh, to the point where it has its own section. Um, and before I get into that, you know, I just want to say that, you know, there's, at least when it comes to the actual word learning, um, it's kind of hard to find in the Bible, but there are three words that overlap the meaning of learning. And these words are wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And, these, uh, and so the section in the Bible that's dedicated to these learnings are called the uh, wisdom literature. And so these, this section here consists of the book of Job, uh, Ecclesiastes, and the book of Proverbs. Uh, three, these three books is all about wisdom, and, 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 the, Bi and the Bible really has uh, wisdom in a high regard. Um, you know, and so what does knowledge, understanding, and wisdom mean? Well, knowledge means what are the facts. Understanding means comprehending what the facts are, and wisdom is the application of those facts. And so for our educators that are here today, this might sound a little bit familiar because this is also, uh, at least what we learned today, this theory, it's called metacognition learning. And so for those that are not educators or maybe that do not know, what that essentially is saying that there's a process that someone has to go through in order to fully learn and understand something. So in order for you to learn something, you need to know the facts. You must know how, to, like, how the facts work, and also you need to apply those facts into your life. You know, it's interesting that, you know, modern theory, educational theory, are still using things that are found in the Bible. You know, the Bible is still good to learn from. You know, in Proverbs uh, 3, and thir uh, chapter 3, verses 13 and 18, it says this, that blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Uh, her ways are pleasant ways, and all of her paths are peace. She is the tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. See how high regards this book has over wisdom. In the same way, if, if, that's, if that's how it, this writer has this high regard over wisdom, why shouldn't we also have a high regard for wisdom? Because they understood that wisdom was very important. Um, and the reason why wisdom was so important to the biblical writers is because they knew wisdom 
uh, that wisdom could guide us through our lives. Uh, they believe that anyone has access to, the, to this wisdom and can make an incredible lives for themselves with this wisdom. Uh, so, so long as they're carefully to respect the source of the wisdom, and this was, then the source is God. And that's what the biblical writers understood, and this is what they thought about wisdom. That with wisdom, you're able to create something with yourself. That, that with wisdom, you're able to build off it. That you're able to improve yourself. That you're able to improve your, your status and your situation. As long as you have wisdom, forget the riches of, uh, of the world, but if you have wisdom, then you will be set. And that's how high regards that I have for wisdom. You know, even the world, even the world knows this. We all heard this uh, uh, old proverb, right? It says, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. There's this high regard of, of wisdom. There's this high regard of exactly, you know, what we should be doing. You know, as when it comes to growth, from my personal experience, um, for those that do not really know me that well, uh, I am a introvert, like a, like like a really bad introvert. Like, I, I like being by myself. I like to, uh, you know, like to sit in my own thoughts and kind of just, uh, you know, just be by myself and, and just do all that stuff. Like, when it comes to talking to people, like, at a point, I, like, I would get really anxious. Situations like this, like, definitely would be a, a hard no. Uh, but <laughs> that, I'm okay now, and, there, and you'll, you'll find out why. But, uh, you know, and then next thing you know, like, after being at church for a while and being prayed over, you know, I get the calling that I'm supposed to be called a pastor. Uh, talk about God having a sense of humor, right? And so, and so after having that calling and, and being in college and Bible college and, and exactly figuring out exactly what God has for me in store, um, I decided to figure out what's the best ways and what are the things that I can do uh, to better uh, my skill, to better this calling. And so since I was uh, not a big fan of talking in front of people or anything like that, I decided, well, like, what's, what's a job that I can do? And so me being a college student and needing a flexible schedule, I decided, well, let me uh, try out Uber for a while. And so that's what I did. I did Uber for a little bit. I, uh, I try always engaging. You know, obviously, it's a, it's a five-star System. For those that do not, do not know what Uber is, it's essentially a taxi with your own car. And so, but you get rated, right? You want to get the higher ratings because the higher ratings that you get, the higher rating customers you will receive, right? So I don't want a one-star customer in my car because if something happens, I have to deal with it. And so I, I engage in conversation. I start talking to people. Like I would, I would, I would try to um, do stuff that would help me. And, and what I found out is that the more I did that, the more comfortable I started getting talking to people. Even to the point just recently um, at, at my uh, job, I work in a uh, bank institution, and uh, one of my coworkers said, hey, she knew I was uh, in, in seminary, and she knew I, you know, I, I preached, and I'm, I'm called to be a pastor. She comes up to me, and she said, hey, can you pray for me real quick? And then, you know, in my head, and I, 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 you know, forgive me, I still have that like, introverted mindset. So when she says, can you pray for me? I'm like, yeah, I'll write you in my prayer journal. When I get home, I'll, I'll pray for you. And she's like, no, like, can you, can you come to my office and pray for me? And when, when it's an office, it's, it's, it's a cubicle, essentially. So everyone can see what's going on. Like, everyone can, uh, you know, can hear. Everything is open. So I'm like, all right, you know, like, I'll do it. Like, after, once, once we're ready to close, we'll 
I'll go, you know, I'll pray for you. And so I go over there, and I sit in the middle. I'm like, you know, there's customers still in, like, other people's office and stuff. And, and she's Catholic, so she uh, pulled out a picture of Jesus. She pulled out some sand. She pulled out some holy water. And she's like, do you need this? I'm like, I think I got it. And so, and so you know, and I prayed for her. And I, I, and I prayed for her, and I, I, and I did all that. And, you know, it's interesting because I know a couple years ago I would not be for it. But because I decided to push myself and decided to, and I decided to understand that these things will lead to growth, made me take this opportunity. And so I believe the same thing can be said, that we should seek the things that help us grow and not keep you stagnant. Right? Let, let our fears just go away and just say, you know what, I want to grow. I want to be better at this. I want, to, I want to figure out exactly what God has in store for me. So what can I do to push that, to, to move forward, to take the next step, to open the next door. And uh, my last point here is that uh, learning leads to worship. Learning leads to worship. Uh, the new things that we learn about God, the world, or even ourselves should lead us to worship. You know, uh, like I mentioned, I was a worship resident, and in, in that process last year, I... Uh, um, for those that do not know this as well, uh, I'm more known for my, my skills and my ability to play the, the drums. I've been playing the drums for over a decade now. Uh, it's been a while. And so, but I got tired of people telling me that I'm too loud, so I decided to pick up the guitar instead after those 10 years. And, uh, and so I can tell you for sure, those first couple of months and weeks, I was not the greatest. And even then, uh, Samantha, uh, at the time she was my girlfriend, she had uh, been in multiple acapellas, she auditioned for The Voice, she got relatively far, and, uh, you know, she, she had, like, a high standard for singing, and then, like, me, you know, uh, you know loving her and, and wanting to be with her, she, I had to share her passions, right? She was like, you know, how about you sing with me? And I was like, no, like, I don't think I can, like, I, I'm really bad, like, I, I, know, I know that I'm bad. And she's like, no, you can do it. Let's sing with me. Let's try it out. And so one day, I, I got tired of, the, of her asking me. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go for it. So I sang. And then she's like, oh, well, that was pretty mediocre, you know? And so, and so I'm like, great, you know, build, building each other up. We weren't married there. We've learned a lot since then. I still love her. It's all good. Um, but I understood that, okay, well, God, this is the next season that you have for me. So what can I do? Uh, to learn more. Again, going back to this growth. And so I started practicing more. I started singing a little bit more. Uh, thanks to Leanne, I, I took some lessons. And uh, now, you know, Samantha calls me average. Uh, so so I, I upgraded. Uh, and, but in that growth and in that understanding of exactly what God has for me and what God is leading me, I've, I like took a step back and I understood like, wow, like God, you... You helped me through this. You know, that God, you gave me the talents. You know, people would say, like, well, you're just naturally gifted. I'm like, no, I, like, I really had to work hard. You know, <laughs> like, I really had to work really hard. But the fact that, like, God was able to give me the perseverance and the strength and the, and the push to just go forward, I think, you know, that, that led me to worship God. Because it's like, God, you, you allowed me to do this. And now I'm able to sing at church and worship him back with the things that he has given me. 
And maybe some of us, or maybe we're pretty average in our singing, right? Or, you know, or maybe we don't know how to sing. Uh, spouses don't look at your, your, your partners. But, you know, I think there's other ways to worshiping God in the things that we do. You know, I, you know, we're, you know, we're in this world where, you know, we're not uh, called to be in this, this world, but we're living in it. And so what can we do to find God in the midst of it? You know, and so what are you doing at your job that allows you to worship God? You know, like I, like I said, I, I work in a banking institution, so like I try finding opportunities just to show Christ in the things that I do and try worshiping, worshiping him for the things that I'm learning about certain things. And so that's very important in the things that we're doing that we should, as we're learning, it should also lead us to worship and to thank God exactly uh, for the things that he has given us. You know, um, I've been reading a lot about this, uh, about Sir Isaac Newton a lot lately, and, um, you know, he's, he's the father of laws of motion and universal uh, gravitation, and, you know, he's, he's still the guy that scientists still look to in, to, in order to understand gravity and how, how the wor- worlds work and how, you know, we're kind of revolving around the sun and all those different things. And in his book, in his, his lifelong working called the uh, Principia, uh, he says this, uh, the most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets uh, could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. This being governs all things, not as the soul of the world, but as Lord over all. And on account of his dominion, dominion he is wanted to be called Lord God. Interesting. Like Newton understood that there's this universe ahead of him, that this, there's these planets that, that work differently, that this thing called you know, gravity, but yet he's, in his lifelong work and in his book, he still decided to worship God through the things that he've learned. And so, church, I ask you, like, what are the things that you can thank God for right now? You know, what are, you know you're learning, you, you've learned how to drive, you know, you, you were able to come to church. Thank God, you know, you, or you're able to, uh, you know, work, you know, you're able to uh, do things. Maybe, you know, you, you learn how to plumb or something, you know, like you're, there's always things to worship God for and thank Him. Worshiping is not just picking up a guitar and singing. It is that, but it's also more than that. It's offering your, your, your grace, your, uh, your thanks, and, and, your, and just offering something to God. That is truly what worship is. And just like anything, worship is also a choice. You can choose to thank God. You know, maybe you forgot, you know, like, God, thanks for waking me up this morning or even the air that we breathe. You know, we kind of get uh, used to that, right? You know, it's, it's a choice. You have to uh, remind yourself to thank God and worship God, you know? And it, it is up to you to dedicate something to God or not, and he's not forcing your hand, you know? Like, I would, I, I would have this back and forth with God sometimes because, you know, people would say certain things to me, like complimenting me, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, is that awkward situation, it's like, what do you say, like, thank God? Like, yeah, all glory to God, God is good, you know? Or do you say, oh, yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. Like, you, you take it for yourself. And so, you know, I go to this back and forth, and I'll say, well, I did spend the time, right? Like, I did learn this. And the next thing I was like, well, God did give you the time. And I would go to this back and forth, and I would always end up at the point that God just created me. God trumps, like, all my situations and all my, all my abilities. And so I, I just thank God for the things that he has given me. You know, I don't make it awkward, right? Like, if someone thinks, you know, says, oh, good job, I don't say, oh, glory to God, it's all God. Like, I, I mean, I'll take it, but I, just, I understand 
that it's God who has given me this talent. It's God who is able to, that through this learning that I've, learned, uh, that I've done, uh, it was God that gave me this opportunity. You know, so let's seek new things to learn and thank God for it. You know, what are you, what are you doing to learn new things, church? If, you know, like, let's learn new things and thank God. You know, the, the more that you find, you know, I, I, I'm not a parent, but, like, I can imagine, you know, your, your child's growing and you're learning more about them and you're figuring out, okay, he's, you know, he or she is more like my wife or more like me. And, you know, it's like the more you're finding out you're building this relationship with your, parent, you know, with, your, with your child, you know, thank God for that. You know, there's multiple things to thank God for and the things that you're learning about. And so these, these three points is also, like I said, it's, there are also a choice. You can choose to learn and to grow. You can choose to, um, you know, decide to be a disciple of God. You know, I think if you're church here, that's, you know, I think we kind of misset our mind. But uh, if you're new here, you know, there is a choice. There is a choice to be made whether you want to grow and you want to learn. But this, again, it all starts with this learning process. You choose whether or not you want to thank God. And so, church, I really implore and I really challenge you to find a way to learn something and thank God for it because if you just learn and if you continue to do that, you'll see that your Christian life will grow more and more each day. Church, can I pray for you real quick? All right. Uh, Lord, I give you thanks for today. Lord, uh, yeah, I just pray that you challenge our hearts today, God. You give us opportunities to learn more and more about you each day. That, Lord, even when we think that something is secular, Lord, that we still be able to find you in the midst of that, in our works, at our homes, in our relationships, Lord. I just pray that uh, we can see exactly the things you have done to lead us to that point. That through our learning, Lord, that we just glorify you more and more, and that the things that we learn, that we use that to worship you. God, you know our situations, you know where we're at, Lord, and I just pray that you just work with us, that you just lead us and you guide us in the things um, that you have for us to learn. Jesus, I just give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.